Hey, hey, everyone. It's your boy, SJ Beat, here with... Yours truly, Miss Proper. What's going on, boys and girls and gender nonconformers? Yes. And we're coming to you live from the comfort of our own home. Hmm. I'm feeling myself just a little bit. Did you hear that? <laughs> that smack? <laughs> that was a good pop, a little lip pop, yes. <laughs> thank you, it. thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. SJB, what's going on with your day, boo? What's going on with your week? All that good stuff. Oh, God, you know what? It has been such a great week. Honestly, I didn't think about how great it was until you asked me that question. Um, I finally, after three years, have achieved my master's in fine arts. Master Phillips to you. Master. Hello, okay. Look, (laughs) get that. MFA, hello. Um, That happened, so that was really nice. It was just kind of. I mean, it's bittersweet because, you know, you can't really be there physically with your classmates that you struggled all these uh, years with. But it was nice seeing them on a Zoom call. And they had, like, this little tiny, tiny um, slideshow that had, like, all of our pictures on there. And it, it was really nice. They did what they could with everything that's going on right now. Um, what else happened? I received some really, 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 really beautiful graduation gifts this week. Uh, um, one from yours truly, Miss Proper. Period. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I gotta post it on this on the story on the odd one story so y'all can see if this bag is everything. Y'all I posted this bag one time on Facebook. My girl Miss Proper, boom, 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 did her research and found it and sent it child. Angel. An angel. Um, so that's pretty much how my week's been going. I'm just extremely grateful and thankful for you for doing that. Um, I graduated. Um, you know, we're trying to get this ball rolling with the job and a place to stay during all this mess that's going on. Everything looks like it's on up and up right now. But how's everything going for you, Miss Proper? Oh my goodness! I just want to have your week at this point. <laughs> like that's a lot, of, a lot of good things going on there. But um, what is going on? It's only Wednesday, so um, nothing really. I decided to put some faux locks in my hair, you know, to be one of the posers mm-hmm. out there. Regret them <laughs> at this very moment. <laughs> I think I wrapped too tightly of a scalp. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you see some pictures in the future and I ain't got no edges, you know why. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not, right. it's, not, it's not too tight, but faux locks are very difficult. I did not understand why, like, the gallery – well, I call, it the, I call it the gallery, but some people call it, like, the African braid and salon and stuff like that. Why ah, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't know what I was talking about when I said the gallery? Mm-mm. I honestly did not. I was always about gallery plays in D.C. for a few seconds. I was like, uh, huh? Ooh, okay. Okay. Unless okay. <laughs> you had that one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yes, the going to the Braden, the Braden Salon, and they charge, like, $300. And I'm like, why do you charge $300? I started this hairstyle at, like, maybe 10 or 11, and it's probably, like, what? 10 o'clock my time and I am still do- not done so mm. that not to sum up my whole week but that's been the highlight and you know the regrets and whatnot so yeah oh, oh I'm so gosh. anxious I know right what well, actually mm-hmm. I said why why I know this is this episode actually I'm just super excited about I don't know I feel like I get mm-hmm. excited about a lot of our episodes but this one I just think it's yeah. a lot more fun than what we've been doing yeah. so this episode is going to be called tooted and boot or booted we're going to be mm-hmm. reviewing or sharing our opinions on what, which ones do we say again? Uh, the first fires? one will be, 
Little Fires Everywhere, then we're going to do Black mm-hmm. AF on Netflix, and then we're going to do mm-hmm. Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion, Savage Remix. Yes. Exactly. I mean, those are kind of the hot topics. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on, you know, people passing and people protesting mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. we're just going to keep it real light for you and come back at you another week with something heavy. But for now, this is going to be some spoilers. So if you have not seen Black AF or if you've not <laughs> seen Little Fires Everywhere, disclaimer, mm-hmm. you should just click off and listen another time because, yeah, we're probably going to be spoiling a lot of things for you. So... Curiosity. Actually, I know we said that we'll start with Little Fires, but sure. I think I know uh, I recommended Black AF after seeing so many yes. people's uh, criticisms and stuff on it. So I had SJB watch it after I watched it. So I want to yes, start with does. that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, let's do you are a, Right, because you are a writer. So coming from a writer's mm-hmm. perspective, is you see movies differently or you see TV differently mm-hmm. than the rest of us. So mm-hmm. what was your, your opinion on Black AF? Mm-hmm. Okay, Black AF. OMG. Okay, shout out to Kenya Barris. I mean, he does have a lot of bangers um, under his belt. Um, what I will say about Black AF, it runs a little slow for me. I watched the first two episodes of this current series they have out on Netflix. And my problem is, one, it, it reads a little slow as far as, like, the viewing time and stuff like that. And then the second thing is it gives me, like, that co- comedy um, slapstick comedy style um, kind of resembles like The Office or uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It kind of gives it that, but it doesn't actually, in my opinion, it doesn't execute that the way it could. Um, I appreciate the commentary on uh, Black culture because a lot of the things they were saying, I was like, yes, 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 this does happen. This is me. This is like, it literally feels like me moving to California. And that's what I was going through as far as what they were going through, um, just being the other in certain settings. Um, what else? I did... I don't know. I, I enjoyed the narration part of it. Um, Kate Ferris's daughter, um, I, I thought that was extremely clever as far as her having an idea to do a documentary and her doing our family. And I, I, I can see the show is kind of a documentary style, a docuseries style. So I kind of appreciate that. Um, I think I was only kind of underserved because I just didn't understand, like, it, it, it felt preachy. And it didn't feel like it had a emotional line in it or, or even a storyline, really. It just seemed like things were just happening. And I get they want to give that type of feel, like documentary, docu-series feeling. But it is like, at least documentaries, they still have a story for you to follow and for you to connect with. Like, I was hearing things about things that I could resent, like, I could, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I could, I could relate to. But it still didn't hit an emotional line in, in me. It was just like it was being ta- I was being talked at or or something dealing with the black culture was being pushed in my face rather than me actually resonating with that and like, oh, yeah, this has happened to me. I want to continue to watch this. I want to continue to fall all the way through because I get it. This is me. This is my life. It just didn't seem, I don't know, it didn't seem authentic in a lot of ways, even though they were giving me flashes of things that have happened in my life. So that's like my short little synopsis of how I feel. What 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 are your thoughts about it? Because you told me to watch it. And, um, yeah. How do you feel? I'm very curious. I felt like, like you were being super political, politically correct over there. You like can't do it. You know, hire me one day. <laughs> you might Honestly, listen to I this episode because there may be somebody that want to hire me, and you know, you know, right. I have to make sure I'm coming correct. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, Kenya, I don't want to work for you, so I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I, I definitely went in, into watching this series Corrupt because uh, I did look at other people's comments and reviews on it, and nobody liked it. And they were – I was, first off, the, the promotion of 
the the show. I mean, when you see the family, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. I was just like, I was a little taken aback. I was a little taken aback because I wanted, when I think Black AF, I think of our family or I think of families mm. that look necessarily like us. And I get it. He's mm-hmm. telling it from his perspective. But you have mixed ish and you have grown ish and you have you have all these ish is. So <laughs> it's fine that you have that. But it, it was just it was kind of hard to relate. And I know when we talked about it, like uh, just when we were talking in general about it, you were saying how certain things the characters would do were, were cringeworthy. And I felt cringy throughout the whole series because it was hard to accept the lessons that they were trying to get across because the people that it was happening to to didn't look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it that mm. the children they were they were like what 25% white because their um mom is biracial but their dad's black so they're predominantly black. However, one of the daughters on there that played one of the girls I think she's like the third second whatever it doesn't matter but the fact is like mm-hmm. it was hard for when i looked at her like i know that she's black but it was hard for me to accept that she's black that's a whole nother topic talking about biracial people and their identity and my feelings towards mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. it was just it was just so weird and cringeworthy like for uh, i think it was like maybe episode one or episode two his mm-hmm. old, his eldest daughter she dyed her hair purple but it was mm, the first episode. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that the first episode? Oh, dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for I mean, for starters, it took me two weeks to finish the first episode because <laughs> I started it. <laughs> <laughs> I started it, and I was like, I can't watch this. This is dumb. And then I cut it off, and then I went back to it because I just wanted something mindless in the background. I was like, you know what? Go into it with the open mind, as open as you can be, even though you're already corrupt, and just see what's going on. Anyways, digressing. First episode. Uh, his oldest daughter, she dyed her hair purple, and pretty much what they were, the message that her parents were telling her was like, oh, you can't dye your hair purple because the white people or the society, they're not going to see you like the way they see some white girl dyeing her hair purple. They're going to see you as like this this ghetto, whatever, how, all these preconceived notions that people associate with black people when they dye their hair, which is unfortunate because, I mean, we can rock any color, any ethnicity can. But it was just really hard watching and, like, them giving her that message because, I mean, I guess I was judging her skin tone and all these other things because mm-hmm. when I look at her, mm-hmm. I don't see them. Sure, she may get – I mean, Irish people have their own their own set of issues, but I don't see them getting – I don't wouldn't see her, his daughter specifically, getting backlash because she dyed her hair purple. If anything, I feel mm, like I they would see it as, right. They would see it as, as like a trend, or they would see it as cute on her. Versus if it were me, like someone of my skin tone or darker, or someone I mean, mm. who someone who really looked black and not racially ambiguous, then they would they wouldn't receive it the same way. So yeah, so that mm. was just one of many messages throughout the show that was hard for me to kind yeah. of uh, get behind. Get behind. Now, if the family just looked black, then. I would have been fine with that, but I would have been fine. It would have have made sense. I know. Am I sounding ignorant for saying that? No, no. Honestly, no, you're not. It would have made sense, though, because, I mean, that's those are the things you hear that black people deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, being discriminated against or not being treated fairly and things of that nature. And the messages that he had, they were powerful. But, again, I mean, he should have just left, stopped 
with the with with grownish and left it to blackish, and he would have been sad. Mm-hmm. But no, he said right. that he wanted to get on screen. He wanted to do whatever it is. Like Kenya, you can't do everything. Like somebody should have told him that. Like Talk I, about like it. you. You can't do everything, son. Just just be okay being in the writer's room or being in the director's room, whichever whatever your position mm-hmm. is, just just stay there. We gotta play to our strengths. And acting is not <laughs> yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying I, to I think agree. like all You're not wrong, yeah. I mean like he had all those people on set thinking like it's more people that's in your classroom, probably more people that are in your family on set with you right. and nobody is looking at him and being like Kenya man nah you, you shouldn't do this we should stop right now while we ahead like nobody right. nobody said that nobody right it's hard. like you need to fire everybody that was on set because Honestly. they steered but you but he gives me the type he gives me the type that like even if someone did tell him that he's still gonna do what he wanna do he gives me very right. much so this is just watching his mannerisms and just seeing him over the years that he's progressed I'm just like yeah he gonna do what he wants <laughs> period mm. Fair enough. Well, don't get mad when the black community is at your door. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can do what you want because somebody should have given you some truth serum or something because that wasn't cute, Kenya. We, I mean, I get it. An X-rated version uh-huh. of Blackish would be cool, but not this thing he got on Netflix. We need to, we need to go, go where the Players Club went. Wow. First off, that was on Netflix. And I didn't get to see it, so I know, but whatever. Damn. Yeah. So I think we That's both my- agree. With this, but I'm going to ask you formally. So, Ms. Okay. Proper, is this show a toot or a boop? Girl, it's a boot for me, dog. It's a boot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, y'all probably already know based on our opinions, but you know, SJP just for the people in the back. <laughs> are you going to toot Black AF or are you going to boot it? Oh, baby. Boot, 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 boot. Can't do it no more, boot. Sorry. Love y'all, boot. Mm. Embarrassed, you are in the trash can with Black AF. But I'm still looking forward to Grownish whenever you want to put that on Hulu. Please and thank you. Period. That is, those are facts. He should have stopped with those three. He Honestly, you know, they always ruin a good thing. Good things don't last forever, as they say. And they, he just really railed off with that. Um. Wow. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. So sorry, guys. If any of you really love that show, I mean, sorry, not sorry. It's a boot. Um, but, we are going but I would to love to hear. Yeah. Oh, before you move on, but I would like to hear though if somebody did enjoy that show, like put it somewhere in one of our comments on our uh, Instagram page or our Facebook page, yes. either one, because I I would, would really like to have a conversation with somebody that thoroughly enjoyed that show. I don't know if they're out there, but can't put it past people. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> <out there. laughs> hey, those are facts. I, I totally agree. I want I want to meet this person at this point, have a conversation. Like, what, what is it that you liked? But, yeah, I, I totally agree. So our a, a very popular show that uh, the whole – I feel like everybody around me has watched at this point. Um, so a, a close friend to me put me onto the show, and then I just started hearing about it everywhere. And I was like, yeah, I have to finish this before they ruin it for me via social media. And that is Little Fires Everywhere with Kerry Washington mm-hmm. and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my goodness. Um, I – a stellar, a stellar show to me overall. There, I have my quarrels with it, and I have my my positive things about the show. So, I mean, you want me to start it off, or you want to hit it off? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh, I don't know. First off, maybe we should tell them what it what it's about. Yeah. Like just kind of yeah. Because yes. we didn't mention what Black AF is, but that just tells you why. But Little Fire is different, <laughs> so. <laughs> 
to discuss what it's about before we dive into our opinions mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this one is uh, Little Fires Everywhere is basically about two women who come from two totally different backgrounds. You have the Reese Witherspoon character who is this very bougie, uptight, um, all-around American mother who has, like, the kids and the husband and the dog, like that whole American dream visual. And then you have Mia, who's the other mother, who's played by Kerry Washington, and she's this black struggling artist who also has a daughter, and she has a lot of, like, uh, not only childhood trauma, but just life's trauma that she's dealing with. And the show's basically following the two of them as they become intertwined in each other's lives, and a lot of things just start to unfold with their kids and them, and then the uh, Reese Witherspoon just starts really being uh, nasty and foul and trying to dig up dirt about Mia. It's a whole whirlwind of mess and drama between these two because their lives are so very different. And it's like it's like a shade war. It feels like a big shade war to me the entire time I watched it. But um, that's like a, a general synopsis. I, of course, I didn't hit everything it's about, but um, it's such a complicated story but a good story. So um, if you haven't watched it already and you're listening to this, please check it out. It's a really, 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 really good series. But that's my small synopsis on that. Hope I got that. This episode. It's, it's no, you did perfect. I was going to ask if you were reading that from somewhere. Like, that all oh, came no. from your dome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I was like, oh, look at you over there, IMDb in it. But, no, you are IMDb, apparently. Period. That was perfect. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can continue listening to us just to see if things align. But when you said that you had to see it before social media ruined mm-hmm. it for you, like that is so mm-hmm. true. I mean, I yeah. underestimate the powers of social media because I think mm-hmm. it was on your post. Either you post, yeah, it was on your post. And one of your friends were like, that damn, uh, what's her name? Elaine? What was her name? Elaine, Elena, Elena. Elena, there we go. I was like, somebody said mm-hmm. that damn Elena, and I was like, oh my god, what'd she do? And I hadn't seen the <laughs> right. new episode yet. <laughs> and, but mm-hmm. luckily, they didn't say anything. That's all they said. And then when I watched the episode, I was saying the same damn thing at the end. I was like, God damn it, Elena! Damn like that, I just, Elena. Uh. Right. I I was feeling what they felt in that that episode. It was just ugh. But yes, you can you can go you can go first. Okay. Oh Lord. Okay, so I have I have some goods and some 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 bads for this. So the goods were, I love it. The the show is extremely authentic in the way of like how it presents families and the order of families, and then it also plays on that theme of like you think you have it all, but you really don't. Like that was like Reese Witherspoon. That that character embodied everything. Her and her family embodied everything about that. Like they have the house, they have the money, they have the prestige in this town. You know, like it it seems like they they don't. There's nothing they don't have. And then you have uh, Mia, who's like the struggling artist, like she's like the underdog that you're rooting for. And I, like, I, I resonated more with her because one, she's, she was an artist, not so much a struggling art artist, spoiling alert, but um, she may do with what she had. And she's very resourceful and she loved her daughter. Um, I think those are my plus. I think my big plus overall to combine those those comments were I love like the familiar relationships that they developed in this series. Like, cause I really resonate, even though Elena pissed me off and made me mad a lot, I still resonated with her in, in certain moments and what she was feeling and certain reasons for why she was doing certain things. Everything was fucked up for the most part, but I still had my moments with her and Mia, I, she started to irritate me a couple of times, but I still resonate with her. I'm like, I get it. I'm putting myself in these women's shoes and why they're making these decisions. 
um, even if these decisions are selfish. Because, you know, one thing I learned in grad school, sometimes you're going to write a character that's completely opposite of you and uh, completely opposite of, like, your morals, your your values, how you think about life. Like, that's just how you get that part of you out onto the page. So I really respected that. The writing was really well done, very poetic, uh, uh, a lot of metaphors, a lot of uh, – symbolism going on here um it was just completely poetic like i just i enjoy that factor alone my bad thing about this series was i just felt like it was too short like i just feel like there's more that could have been done there was a lot of uh storylines that were introduced to us but they were not finished or they were not saw all the way through and i felt like there were moments where um they would introduce something but they wouldn't pay it off in the end, like, if you're going to introduce this and go all the way through with it or or build us to that point, it just seems like things were happening for, from left field at some point. And I was just like, okay, this is taking me out of the story. But overall, I really enjoyed the show. I enjoyed all of the characters. I enjoyed the storylines. Um, I would have to give this a toot, a million times toot, because it, it's so it's so well done. And the acting is just phenomenal. And and. There's nothing else to say. I would watch it over and over if I could, and I want to read the book now. So I think I'm going wow. to do that, but I don't want it to ruin my vision. But, yeah. <laughs> it, it might. Books tend to do that. But, yeah, you know? I, for- yeah. I forgot that this was a book, but the show was, oof, the show was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I, like mm-hmm. you said, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. There was just always twists and turns, and it just mm-hmm. made you that whole saying is don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing because – when yeah. the movie, not movie, but when the show first starts, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, and you instantly, I don't know if you necessarily feel bad for Mia, but you feel some kind of sympathy or empathy towards yeah. her because, like, she's living out of her car, she has this daughter, mm-hmm. and they've never been in a stable place, but they've always had each other, and they have this open uh, uh, relationship with each other, but then you have this this complete opposite situation of them where you have this family who has absolutely everything but they aren't in tune with each other and they're hiding things they have all these issues so I oh obviously it's going to be a toot for me but it it, mm-hmm. just, it was just so powerful the fact that you were able to squeeze all that into that series and get your point across absolutely positively amazing oh, I don't even you know what, what? What? Yeah, that you know what like what I really love that really rounded it for me and it would have made all the difference. Like it would have made it a boot for me if Elena if I didn't feel as though Elena, the Reese Witherspoon character, had learned her lesson in the end. Because when she took credit for saying it was me who burned down that house, that made me realize that okay, all the shit she's done, all the shit she's done to make us pissed off as we're watching it, she finally is going to begin to understand, not saying she's a changed woman at all. But she's beginning to understand that she is a big essential part of the reason that this house is burned down to the ground or burning to the ground, and she caused it. Mm-hmm. So she, to, to me, she took like she took credit for everything that she's done. I was like, yes, because all about like I'm taking y'all to school for 2.5 seconds as far as like writing and film. You're when you're doing a story or, or a film or a TV show, whatever the character has to arc. So they have to, at the beginning of the series they have to start off. Um, one way, and then by the end of the series, they have to be another way. They have they have to have grown, you know, and because everybody wants to see a character arc, everybody wants to see a character change with time in the situation that they're given, and and, and people root for, to see them conquer these uh, things that are hindering them each episode. And for me, that just it, it gave me everything. I don't know if for me, I don't know. I think Mia grew a, a lot 
But I think Elena had more <laughs> to, that she needed to grow with because she was just so so problematic as a character. But um, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that, appreciated that at the end. And I, honestly, I was shocked that the kids were the ones to do it. But I love that they were because I was I was suspecting the, the the Chinese woman. I was suspecting her. I was suspecting everybody but the children. I didn't even think Izzy either. I thought it could have been me or the Chinese woman. So I just really like how they ended that. It was perfect, stellar. Wow. I, it was believable. It made sense. What did you think? Who did you think burned down the house? I thought I thought it was going to be Izzy who did it, but then I also thought like I don't know. I think I thought Reese Witherspoon was going to do it at one point in time too, because the whole world was unraveling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I, <laughs> now that would have been something. Ooh, that would have been a mess. Good. I'm glad they didn't go that yes. direction. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I thought that I thought that the Chinese lady too, or is she Chinese? I think she is Chinese. Yeah, she she, she was Chinese. Because that, that okay, lawyer so would get them together in that courtroom. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Oh, that was yeah. an epic scene, mm-hmm. too. But, yes. yes, yes. I thought it was going to be her, but she was too busy kidnapping her baby in the end. So <laughs> she got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> there was just so I many. I bet that lady was mad as shit. The the mother, she the was... adopted mother, I'm sure she was mad as shit. Because he's the one that told her to lay back down when she heard that baby yes. crying on the baby monitor. Yeah, so first off, she was in a bed with her husband, and the, she heard the baby crying on the baby monitor, like SJB said, and then he was like, you know, you just got to let her be, let her soothe herself, because they had just got through winning this custody battle between well, them and the biological mom. Let me make sure we give you backstory in case you haven't seen it and still listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yes, and, but turns out that was her mom in there, robbing her, when well, I really mm. robbing her, mm. but, you know, taking her, taking her back, taking the power back. I okay. just like the fact there were so many different there was a bunch of stories. It was like watching a bunch of different shows in this yeah. one uh in this one in show. One series. Every, yeah. Yeah, because all of them were all going through their own bull crap. But in the end I feel like I feel as if uh Mia and her daughter end up coming out the the best out of everybody else. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yep. I know I know that Mia had her like things she needed to work out as far as far as like telling her daughter the truth because her daughter wasn't actually her daughter. Biologically, yes, that was her daughter. But come yeah. on, girlfriend, you promised that baby to somebody else. Morally, to give it that's up. not her daughter. Right. Right, morally. Right, exactly. Wait, morally? Morally, yeah. Morally? I mean, she... Okay. Morally, Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, okay, so no, I was trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, legally... <laughs> But they didn't have. That's a problem. That's a problem. If you want something official, you get it in writing because she done went all across <laughs> town with that baby <laughs> and raised it and everything. <laughs> but I can't with you <laughs> because she really. They didn't. They was just like, here, we're gonna give you like fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, and you're gonna have our baby. And they gave her a, t- mm-hmm. a turkey baster to you know get that mm-hmm. egg up in there or get that you know right. specimen up in there. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any paper. You know they I don't, not that I know they didn't show proof of a contract. It was just word of mouth. And then her right. brother ended up passing. I'm telling the whole show. So that's why I told you spoilers. Her brother ended up passing. Spoiler. Then her mom, mm-hmm. right? Her mom said, "Don't come to the funeral." She said, "I'm running away with this baby." Told the couple the baby died. Raised the baby. That's why they bounced around from so many places to, from, from so many places. But Right. The fact, besides that major secret, I felt like she was being honest with her daughter. Yeah. The majority of the time. Like, that was yeah. the only thing that was standing in her way. Whereas, like, Reese Witherspoon, she had all of these issues from herself to her husband mm-hmm. to all three of mm-hmm. her kids. Like, everybody had something going on. It was, like, shameless, mm-hmm. but, you know, like a nice version of shameless. And it, it yeah. was just insane. And you end up feeling bad 
the same feelings you probably had for Carrie Washington's character at the beginning, you end up having mm-hmm. for Reese, Reese Witherspoon's character at the end. Mm, everything yeah. that glitter and gold. Huh. That was literally in my head. That is so crazy. Get out of my Are head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. I was like, how does it go again? So I'm not going to say it. And then you got it right. Okay. Period. <laughs> Done. Love that. So yeah. just for like an yeah. official head count for that. Now, what is what are you giving it? Is it a two to a boo to a halfway a two. boot? A it's two, a two boo. I'm waiting for next season to hurry up and come back. Like if they yeah. <laughs> I honestly I heard that that the they did what was in the book, but you know what? They for that show you that originally was on Lifetime and moved to Netflix. That was only the first season was only in the book, and they made a season mm. two and they made another season. So they could draw it out if they wanted to. I'm just trying to, if they did that, Ms. Popper, I wonder how they would get Mia back to that city. Like, mm-hmm. did, she, did she never make it out of the city? Or how, like, what would give her a reason to turn around? I guess that would be my thing. Because they can't, if they're in two different cities, there would be no reason for her to come back. I don't know. They can work that out, though. Ooh. Like, the writers room can definitely work it out. But I just wonder how they would do it. I couldn't see her going back for any reason, though. Any reason that would make right. sense, honestly. I couldn't. Like, they would yeah. have to move to New York or maybe, oh, but that the daughter, she got accepted. Did she get accepted to Yale or NYU? Which one did she get accepted Yale. to? Yale. The, the, white, the white daughter, yes. She got accepted to Yale. Yep. Oh, that's not in New York. Mm-mm. Is mm, it? That daughter no. was a piece of work. She just could not understand her problematic ways. That's another That's another topic. Right. But but I think she, you know what, I think she learned, too, a little bit. And I don't even think she's going to go to, to that school anymore because of what she did. Like, I really feel like she learned something. Yeah, she was trifling as hell and everything she was doing, like her mama. But mm-hmm. I really think at the end when she was trying to tell her mother who she was and her fault, her fault as a woman and trying to impress mm-hmm. her own mother and her mother still refused to hear it, I think that's going to make her decide not to be picture perfect anymore, to be rebellious mm-hmm. to her mother who sees her as if that's how I feel. It may not be that. But I'm just like, I would think that's the route she would go just because she's done trying to impress Elena. Because yeah, Elena won't even hear it. Could... Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm done. Oh, okay. I think when you were saying that, that made me think if she doesn't decide to go to Yale, she could try to go to a school in New York. That mm-hmm. might. Oh, oh my goodness. You know what our lead is? Izzy. We what? totally forgot about Homegirl. Izzy. Yes. She got on the bus and left, and nobody knows where she went. So that could be like the where season two would pick up pick up at. Izzy's like the youngest, the youngest child. Uh-huh, oh yeah, uh-huh. she is. Youngest, yeah. And right, she's the youngest child. Her mom didn't really want her, and you know they just kind of butt heads the entire season until mm-hmm. Elena pushes her too far, and Izzy packs up her mm-hmm. stuff and rolls out and gets the and hell out like, of there. Exactly. I think she's what like fifteen years old. Gets on a bus mm-hmm. and she didn't say where she was going. Then her mom tried to go find her and. Yeah, it just went off from there. So I feel like that's where, if they were to make a season two, it would pick up from there. And somehow yeah, maybe she's going to go find Elena. Yeah, I mean, not Elena. Maybe mm-hmm. she's going to go find Carrie Washington's character. Ooh. I don't know. Anyway, okay, they to put you in the writer's room. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Girl. Can you end up with another black AS? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you bear us junior over here? <laughs> I am screaming. Yeah, y'all, if y'all have not checked out Will Fires Everywhere, please go to check it out. It's such a really good series. And you know what? A fun fact about that show, I um I watched an interview with the writers of that room, and they're all women. 
and they're all women of color. So you have, you have your black women, like African American women, you have your Asian women, you have um, all all different ethnicities. So it's very interesting seeing um, seeing that play out. Um, I was like, wow, this is like this is a beautiful writers' room because you don't see that often. You know what I'm saying? Like they have like all black writers' rooms now. Yeah, that's beautiful. But man, just seeing all the pretty colorful women in that room and writing that story, I was like, damn, y'all killed it. Like hmm. y'all just effortlessly just beat that shit out and just boom. So now the whole I world is obsessed with what, this. Yeah. I wonder if that's what like contributed to the show being good, good being good because you have all these different cultures and backstories mm-hmm. in the right. Like I, mm-hmm. when you said that, that makes me understand, I guess the show a little bit more and it, re- yeah. it shows in the show with the diversity mm. from the different characters. Like you can tell it's somebody that is of that ethnicity or of that culture what have you that wrote that part in some way. I don't know. Right. I don't know how writer right. rooms oh, no, no, work. No. But, but you get what I'm trying yeah. to say, like yeah. you can just tell like somebody that looks like you wrote that piece in some way. And it mm-hmm. might not even be true. It's very but authentic. They got, yeah. Right. They got it right. So Carrie Washington I'm definitely vote I'm voting for you even though they don't let you vote, but I mean <laughs> Oscars and you definitely deserve it. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Who is the girl that played Carrie Washington's um younger person? I have no idea what her name is at all. Um, if you've seen the show, you know who we're talking about. Page. Yeah. Right, homegirl. She. Oh my goodness. I'm Carrie Washington. Okay, you need to put your bids in now for your autobiography, and it needs to be her. Okay, because she was yeah. perfect. When you do it now, mm-hmm. because she's young and it could be done, versus when you get older, right. she get older and it can't be done. Right. Yeah. Because she embodied that, that. like the mannerisms, the body language, the way she was talking, the way she would pause, the beats. I'm like, damn, like, did you study Carrie in in undergrad? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) She might be Carrie Washington. I mean, for real, for real, just going to jump into a suit and then be like, I'm here. Like, she was like like, watching her. It was, you have to see uh, it. Yeah, for sure. But then it makes me wonder, uh, like going forward, mm-hmm. when she go when she does other things, is she going to be able to uh, turn that off Break and that be her own character? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean now people mm-hmm. are comparing her to Kerry Washington, like like mm. like full for like like wholeheartedly. There it is, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm wondering. I'm anxious oh, to see girl. what other projects. What? Yeah, don't be a one trick pony. Don't be a one. Can you bear us? Oh, <laughs> we need to stop talking about it. <laughs> Let me just jump back. Let me just jump back to Kenya Barris for a second. It just it bothers me so badly because mm-hmm. if you look at his intro song and the flashes of the pictures, like the part that comes on before the actual show, that part is right. so cool. It's so powerful. It's so dope. And then when it comes on, mm-hmm. it just falls flat. And it's like, damn, yeah. like you wasted this this good song, this good editing. False promise. Or, Right, exactly. That's it. Kenya Barris, please get it together. We we're not mad that you have a biracial wife and your family is all mixed up and whatnot. Like you, we gave you. You have mixedish, okay? We uh, we took that and then we watched blackish and then all this uh-huh. other stuff. Like we get it. Like stop trying to shove your agenda down our throats. Like. We get it. You have a biracial wife who you are about to divorce, by the way, but you have a biracial wife and mixed race children. We get it. What else do you have to offer? Okay. At least Tyler Perry switched up a bunch with Temptation. That's my movie, by the way. Anyway. Oh, shout out to Temptation, y'all. 
Shout out to Journey. What is her name? Journey Journey Smollett Bell. I think that's her. Oh name. yeah. How do you forget her last name? I forgot it too. But when you said I don't it, know you why can't forget that. I did. Yeah. You yeah. can't forget that last name when you say it. When you can't. You can't. Okay. <laughs> it's been ruined. Okay. But you know. <laughs> you know what? Oop. Oop. <laughs> that's what and I said. And I'm dipping it. <laughs> <laughs> I am screaming. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we definitely that. Oh, yeah. That I agree with everything you said with that. That is very true, a thousand percent. Um, mm. but we have. So, what do we have? Okay. We have left. Oh, so oh, just to recap, we are booting Black AF. We're to, giving a yes. toot to uh, Little Fires Everywhere. So check out yes, all. God. Check out both of them though, so that way you can develop your own opinion. Just yep. fair note. And then the next thing, we're covering the amazing Savage remix song with, Ooh. with, 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 with Beyonce and Megan the Stallion. Yes, I'm anxious girl. to see that video. Like, I Queen hope they have a video. Girl, that video is going to be off the chain. I mean, yes, you remember the video for the Feeling Myself video. I thought that video was so good. I watched it like twice yes. in the past mm-hmm. days. So. I think the Savage video is it. They can't, ugh, they can't. Please don't, please, please, Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion. I know if you can, if you can hear me, if someone shows you this, don't disappoint on the video. You have to come hard. Otherwise, the song is going to be a waste. Because when mm-hmm. people listen to the song, they're just going to think of the video. It's like This Is America. I can't even, when they play that in a club, it just feels disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Just can't listen to <laughs> it. So, I, mm. I can't like it kills my whole vibe. So sorry, I digress. Anyway, so Savage I remix. Totally, yeah, Savage remix. I mean, they they drop that out of no damn where, but that's like Beyonce. Beyonce will drop a whole banger and disappear again. Um, I think she definitely added a lot to the song. I think you. I think you gave me like a really good view of it when you commented, he was like, this is a actual remix. Because the fact that, right. okay, yes, you add Beyonce and Beyonce adds her verses in there and sprinkle it throughout the track. And then not only did she do that, then Megan went and rewrote some of her verses mm-hmm. in there to make, to, to meet the, because you almost have to do that because she would have untouched, like she would have touched it at all. And Beyonce added that, baby, it would have been Beyonce's song. <laughs> so I think it was smart of Megan to go and you know intertwine better verses, which the, the first verses in the original were, were fine. But I think it's a certain level you had to meet Beyonce at when she jumped on that track. Um, I mean, so much. I definitely, I yeah, yeah it's Beyonce. No, like you, I mean, you just almost have to. You know, that's just what it is. Um, it was another thought I had about the song. Um, Hmm. I can't remember at the moment, but um, I, I truly like the song. Um, I've always liked, uh, Beyonce has always been a great performer and a great artist. And then Megan is, you know, still up and up and coming, up rising here, staying. Um, I'm hoping that, because we were on that one trick pony, I'm hoping that she's not a one trick pony because there are some songs that are starting to blend and sound the same as far as her tone and how she her style of rap. But um, maybe she'll change it up. I don't know. But um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a toot. I, I definitely like it. It's definitely a banger. I think Beyonce came in and did what she had to do um, and played no games with us and let her know that she's still here. And it's so crazy how she can just touch a song and bitch is, is on and popping. So I mean, that's my toot. That's the status you get when you become Beyonce. But yes, Honestly, I'm gonna that also, shit is crazy. I'm, yeah. I know. I'm going to give it a toot toot as well because of the fact, like mm-hmm. you said, it's a, it's a legit remix. Like, Do y'all remember when remixes used to actually be different songs than the original. Like, that's what I mm-hmm. miss so much. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know when 
So maybe when 106 and Park start going off, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who, <laughs> I really don't. I don't know when remixes started just being like the same song and you just put somebody on it and bam, that's a remix. Like you didn't remix mm-hmm. anything. You just added somebody's part on there you didn't change up the sound you didn't change up your part you didn't do anything different like the remix is supposed to be a whole different song i'm sorry very passionate about it but if we ever get get out of the house thank you like it's just it's like a whole nother work like i don't want to hear the same song with just somebody at it so i was very impressed that they took us back in the times where remixes were remixes and if we ever get out of quarantine this is going to be the summer like she's going to get hot girl summer twice in two years in a row so proud of her yes 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 like she's and, and i don't know i guess I don't know if I'm there yet with, like, her song starting to sound the same, but I could see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she just has, like, a style and a sound and is, like, hey, right. it's working, so I'm going to keep going with it. I also right. think that, like, artists, they have their times where they, mm-hmm. where, I guess, like, it, like I don't know, where they're just really big. This is, I mean, this is an obvious thing, but, like, Nicki Minaj, for example, like, she had that moment mm-hmm. where, like, everyone was Nicki this, Nicki that, Nicki, Nicki, Nicki. But now it's, like, when she puts things out, it feels like it's dated or it feels like mm-hmm. you don't really want to. I mean, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. necessarily true because she has, like, a massive fan base. But right. it's not, like, her, her, I don't know, her fame is not in the same light as it was. And then I could yep. still see the same. I could even see the same for Cardi B at right now mm-hmm. because maybe – Maybe yep. it's because we're in quarantine and people aren't making as much music, but I could see her light starting to dim just a little bit. But, of course, mm-hmm. if you just put mm-hmm. something out, it'll pop back up. But I feel like it's just, like, music moving forward, and it just recycles people so quickly. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, because you know what I feel? I'm not, like, I'm not a clairvoyant or anything. But, okay, mm-hmm. let's say we had Nikki had her, her, her shine for a while, and then came mm-hmm. Cardi. And then mm-hmm. Cardi's is starting to kind of dim, and then now here's Megan. But I think right. Megan's is going to start to dim, and I think that Doja Cat is going to be next. I don't know. Like, I just feel that, and I just keep seeing her everywhere, and then she's doing remakes with big stars like Nikki. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the one that, that is, is being orchestrated for her to be in the limelight now after Megan. I don't know how true that is. That's just my own opinion. But don't, y'all, it was her here first. If it actually happens, I said it. <laughs> I said it, but no, I don't know. I feel I like they're it. kind of at the same level, like same fame, mm-hmm. wise, fame level wise, because I think they started coming up around. I mean, they've been out longer than we've probably known about them, but mm-hmm. I think they started getting a lot of fame around mm-hmm. the same time because I was listening to mm-hmm. Doja Cat. Like I was talking like my job. I was, like, telling them about Doja Cat. I was, like, have you heard it? Have you heard her song? And, like, showing them the video. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, like, a few months ago when I, when we were working, when we were working, you know, mm-hmm. they were telling me, they were telling me about Doja Cat. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I literally was telling you about her last year. <laughs> like, I know I'm being one of those people. Like, I was listening yeah, to her yeah, every yeah. song. I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to her every song, but I heard some of her songs. I was like, man, like, she's really good. And now people mm-hmm. are starting to kind of catch on. And, you know, she's about to, well, she's supposed to be at Coachella, but that's no more. So, yeah. yeah but point I'm saying that to say is that I feel like their level is about the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll necessarily take Megan's spot, but mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see who will come. Ooh, sorry. Ooh, sorry, that yawn. Oof. But I'm anxious to okay. see who will <laughs> who will be next. I mean, think about it, like SZA. I loved SZA. She had that whole 
summer, uh, was it last year or the year before? And now it's like, mm-hmm. sizzle where? Like, where is she? She's supposed to have stuff she out. sizzled out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's still there lurking somewhere, but she ain't where she was before. Right. So, I don't know, but long That's story long, I definitely... I would definitely give the song a two. I'm anxious to see the video. If you haven't heard mm-hmm. it, you must not be tuning into the internet like we are. But check it out. It's a, it's a cool song. It's catchy. Honestly. Fun. And I, you know what? I really hope that they do like you know when Beyonce did um, video song with Lady Gaga and like this, that was like a thing. Everybody was just like, oh my god! Like and, and Gaga was keeping up with B, B in the. Like, I want to feel that same type of, like, bitch. Like, this is happening, like, a once-in-a-lifetime moment when they hit this video. But, like, it's such a big song. I don't want the song to over outweigh the, the video. Mm. So, hopefully, they, they, they execute it well. But it's Beyonce and her team. And Megan is pretty talented herself. So I think they're going to come and make fire if they make this a video. Like, it's the even the artwork for the song is, cre- like, creative as hell. They had, like, a stallion, and the stallion was, like, looking over Houston. I just thought that, and it was animated. I thought that was so creative. So, um, yeah, Beyonce had like a little beehive under the Houston sign. It was, I said, go ahead, B. I mean, this, those team, her team is phenomenal. But, yeah, I definitely, that, y'all, toot it, toot it, toot it. Turn it up. If you ain't heard it yet, please play it. I'm sure most of y'all have heard it already. They're listening. I don't know, maybe. But, yeah, for sure. Wow, that was fun. Uh, I know, right? I enjoyed it. I think we needed something super light. Yeah, uh, we've been kind of heavy Some, for like the past two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, we talked about time and loss and all those different mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted something kind of mindless to talk about. And yeah. feel like we talked about some good things. So, yeah. Honestly, truthfully, yes. I want to hear, not necessarily you, but I want to hear you, you listening to our voices right here, right now. Hey. I want to hear what you would toot or boot, right? If you would toot some of the options yeah. that we picked, or would you boot some of them, or just something where you are you can just post it and say, you know, this right here, I would toot, or this one right and here. And do you I agree? Like, do you agree with right. what you said? Exactly, because, I mean, we, I feel like you and I are pretty pretty similar in some ways, yeah. so I feel like if we mm-hmm. like, if I like something, you might like it or at least think it's okay yeah so or at least check it out at least right now right <laughs> like black af <laughs> yeah exactly Jesus. that show i'm just so mad because that show could have been so good like kenya mm-hmm. what what were you doing mm-hmm. just please maybe i should go i know i started reading some of the articles that he was talking like explaining himself for making it but sir mm-hmm. just stop Stop, stop, stop. Make something new. Oh, my goodness. Did you know he's supposed to be directing um, Coming to America? Either directing I'm or done. writing. I'm right? Done. When they, they said that in the series, and I was like, what? I was like, no. Please don't. Oh, my goodness. I I, I'm not confident in that. I'm not. So I guess we'll see. What movies has he directed? Does he Is he a director or a writer? Writer or producer? Uh, well, he does, he, does, he, does, he does all three, yeah. He's interchangeable nice. with what he does. Mostly uh, he's been known for writing and, and known for t- the TV world more than the film. So oh, that geez. that's definitely going to be a big transition and a big film to do. He gonna, yeah. So, he tried – oh, and yeah. the cool – another – well, one of the cool things I thought was interesting is that he brought on other – I like the fact that he promoted so much blackness throughout the show. Like I can never mm, get tired mm-hmm. of seeing a bunch of blackness. Yeah. And then For uh, sure. he also he also like brought on a bunch of other like black producers and writers and, 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 and 
directors and stuff on there. Come on, I opportunity. That was cool. To yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because somebody, I ain't going to call no names. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, they they had a conference or a Zoom chat with all of them, and they were just all talking about their um, – just trying he was trying to get feedback on something i can't remember what mm-hmm. it was but it was cool just seeing them all on one conference call and just all that diff- all the talents and they would talk about the projects the ones that were mm-hmm. successes and those the ones that were failures and just seeing them give their opinions on each other's projects i thought that was cool and they were all like black directors and and writers mm-hmm. and producers and stuff so i thought that was cool that was one yeah. Yeah, cool part of it but yeah man Wow. Don't watch well, you it. Know what, guys? I'm just kidding. No. No. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> guys, you know, I really hope that you enjoyed uh, Miss Barbara and I's Toot and Boot this week. This will be the first of many more to come. Um, you definitely, a lot of you probably follow us on Instagram or Facebook, so you can definitely suggest some topics that we can either view or listen to or whatever visual medium you have for us to toot or boot, because this was very fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, that's it for me. Anything else from you, Miss Barbara? And, oh, I know there are some people that did recommend topics. So we we definitely saw yeah. those, and we will get to them. We just want to make sure that yeah. we just kind of take a breather for a second <laughs> and just uh-huh. talk about something that we don't even have to think about. And this was fun. So I hope you enjoyed it. Just like SJB said, don't forget to, you know, comment and share the episode and catch up on the other ones. Um, yeah, and recommend or let us know your toot and boots. Here. I feel like we should have another name for it, the toot, the toot. Anyways, but yeah. Toot. Toot, toot. All right, you guys. Thank you for staying tuned. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, Go ahead. Babe, I'm dead. No, you're all good. Guys, thank you for listening this week. We'll be back next week with another banger episode. We are the Odd Ones out.